Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show number 389 with your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Marketing, the podcast. I am your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 389. So each week we spend around 20 to 30 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in marketing for the hospitality industry. Let's do a quick recap of our weekly live TV show this week in hospitality marketing, which airs every Friday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern U.S. time on the Hospitality Channel TV. So with that, let's get started. And now, today's new resource tool. So... Two tools today. One we've talked about before, and the other one is really more about a platform guide. <laughs> I guess the easiest way of saying that. Let's tackle that one first. Google. There you go. That's the tool. <laughs> Actually, it's support.google.com forward slash analytics forward slash answer 9744165. I know that sounds really technical, but basically, that page is to tell you about how to install GA4 on your website that already has Universal Analytics. Um, there are ways doing it differently. If you don't already have UA, Universal Analytics, or GA3, whatever we want to refer to it, um, GA4 is a clean start. But I am going under the auspices that everybody has Universal Analytics on their website. Uh, brand people, sorry if you don't have a standalone website, which you can't. <laughs> you really don't have to worry about this. You are going to have to be persistent on trying to get more data from the brand. Good luck with that. Uh, but independent hotels, of course, and operations that have standalone websites, got to get GA4 on there. July this year, this year, yes, GA3 no longer stays supported. And as anything that isn't supported anymore, just like Microsoft and all the rest of them, things break, they don't get fixed. GA4 is the new place to go. We've talked about GA before, GA4 before. We've talked about the differences between what GA3 did, Universal Analytics did, versus how GA4 did, does it. Today's podcast is about talking about putting GA4 on your website. And this link that is in the show notes for the podcast today is how to put GA4 successfully on a current Google Analytics, Universal Analytics website. So that is our first tool is the Google help you mode <laughs> when it comes to that. The second one is a little bit more of a Hey, that's pretty nifty. Let's use that. And that's called TagMate. Now, TagMate we've used before and talked about before, but we're bringing it into the context of today's conversation. And that is TagMate, T-A-G-M-A-T-E dot app. TagMate dot app. TagMate dot app is a platform that shortcuts what you need to put into a, your GA4 tracking. Because it's one thing to put analytics on your website, putting the code into your header and your body and what have you, or, or put it through a GTM shell, put it onto your WordPress or Wix or whatever website have the platform uh, operating system you have. It's another thing to get accurate data from that. And Universal Analytics used to be about events and goals. GA4 is about what you want to ask about. So we'll dive into that more in the technique discussion, but the tool tagmate.app is really... Um, very cool because 
it it makes it easier for you to say yes that's what i want to track that kind of information this is what i need this is what it's for and it won't do everything you need to do for yourself but it sure will shortcut the process that will get you into putting it on your site it'll install it for you it'll help configure what you're wanting to track with it it'll do all the things that you need to be able to then say at least i got some basic metrics and then from there, you'll need more defined tracking and for it. But TagMate, get really short circuits in a very happy way. Platform-wise, get it. It shows you how to plug it all in and take care of it. So tagmate.app. And that is our tools in discussion uh, for today, which brings us to our technique discussion. Now, for this week's hospitality technique. So our technique discussion of the week is... Dun, 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 dun. Getting GA4 installed for hospitality sites. I know, sexy, right? <laughs> we've been talking about the value of GA4. We've been talking about the modality of GA4. We've been talking about the metrics of GA4. We've been talking about the configuration of GA4. It's about time we talked about actually getting this darn thing installed on your website. Hence the tools we talked about. Um, obviously, if you feel comfortable and comfortable working in the space of your site, whether you're familiar with WordPress, if that's what you built your site on, or Wix, or whatever UI interface platform you may have used. Um, it has plugins that will actually put GA4 on it for you, which is really just putting the code where it's supposed to go on the website. But if you're wanting to be a little more hands-on, granular, or that's what you already have done, then um, you will want to have something that helps you with this, and that's where the Google link that I have in the show notes will help you with it, because it really just shows you this is exactly where you need to set it up and configure it and so forth. There are WordPress and other plugins for your operating platforms that will say, put this plugin and then just give us your uh, GA code and we'll put it into the correct places. Some of them may actually help you with, well, what do you want to track on a basic level like total traffic to page, bounce rates, page views, similar basic stuff. The other tool, tagmate.app, uh, really is much more about industry-specific shortcuts in even of itself is not a complete solution uh, they offer a variety of solutions based on the type of website that you have if it's an e-com funnel whether it's a service site whether it's appointments and everything else the things that you track it has certain feature abilities that you can say yes i want to make sure that's added into the code and it'll put it in there so that it'll track that kind of data and put it into your ga dashboard configuration and help you configure your dashboard actually um, but it's not an end-all, be-all. Uh, we offer uh, services to do it, as I'm not selling ourselves, but I'm just saying we offer GA4 integration, implementation, creation, reporting, dashboard creation, so forth and so on, because unfortunately, a lot of people last year, the year sat on their hands, they didn't either purportedly have a budget or they hadn't thought about it or they'll get back to everybody or we'll figure it all out. We'll worry about when we have to. Well, guess what? We have to worry about it when we have to. It's now. It is a thing that's happening now. And here's some of the interesting aspects of this. Universal Analytics keeps track of data in its way, in its format. It is not the same as how GA4 keeps track of your data and your for and the formatting of that. Some points of data obviously are relevant, and what will happen is the data that you've had historically, year over year, like what was I doing on my website July of 2019, is a UA legacy data uh, that will go away. And obviously not also have year over year or turn it static, which means you have to take that data, manually put it into another format, take the current data that you get from GA4, put it into the same format, and try to draw a comparative analysis. Pain in the butt, long-term work, so forth and so on. The sooner you put GA4 on your website, the sooner it starts turning out data. But here's the hook to that. 
it'll only store 14 months back. And you say, well, why are they doing that? Because it, it, GA4 tracks everything. It's up to you to ask what data you want from them tracking everything and by formatting exactly what it is you want to create conditional information for. Like we talked on the show last week, like we talked on the last podcast two weeks ago, okay, uh, podcast 387, we talked about the fact that when it comes to generating reports in GA4, the really incredible part of this is, is once you decide you want to ask a different question, in GA4, you simply define the parameters of what you're looking to make comparisons against, and it will go way back through the, all the data that it has been tracking and show you the answer to your question of what you wanted to track. In UA, unless you set up goals and events back when, setting up the report means that you then have to wait for that report to start going forward to give you the results of that information that you want. That's what one of the beauty parts of GA4 is. So because of all that data that it's tracking to be able to do that, Google's not going to handle, handle it for you for free. Now, what they keep is what they keep. But they're only going to let you have access to 14 months a day. So it's very important to consider what we've talked about persistently with the GA4 conversation, that you get a big query data account. That is also a Google product. It costs $5 a terabyte. Do you think terabyte's huge? Yes, it is. And depending upon the traffic of your website, it could last you just fine. $5 a month, by the way. Uh, but if you're a large site or a multi-unit components to a site, that one terabyte can burn pretty fast because it's just not the storage of the data, it's accessing the data and adding to the data. So you're paying for any function of data usage, storage, and function. Okay, function usage is about the same, I guess. Uh, interpretation, there you go. Um, and that is measured in milt. So $5 a terabyte can begin to, it's not going to be super expensive, not busting the bank if you're a multi-million dollar business, but it's an expense that you have to calculate for. That way you can have residual long-term data in the format of GA4's aggregation, so you always have it as a reference point, so you have the historical data to refer to, so you get to do what you always said, like, hey, I never tracked it before, but what happens if somebody goes to my accommodations page, then goes to my photo gallery, and then goes to my event page? Um, how many people is that? Well, if you never asked the question way back when, then you universal analytics, you wouldn't have that data, but with GA4, it'd be like, oh, let me go back as far back as you have data, and I'll tell you how many people do do that. And, well, I want to know how many people do it in March compared to April. There you go. There's data. That's the really cool part about GA4. So getting GA4 on your website as soon as possible, configuring it to track what you need to track as soon as possible. Finding a storage facility like BigQuery that will hold the data that you need interfaced with the data that's being used, that's a big thing to do. And you have until July before your UA It'll continue to run, but if something doesn't work right or doesn't need to, that doesn't fit right, or you go to change something, can't do it, won't work, doesn't get supported. So very critical that you get GA installed as quickly as possible. The tool I told you about, tagmate.app, is a great shortcut tool for that. If you're hands-on, roll the sleeves up, nitty-gritty, go to the link for support.google.com, analytics forward slash answer, 97441655. Um, these links obviously are in the show notes and that way you can get in there and just start figuring out how to set up what you need to set up, create the thresholds you need to and get the tracking of the data that you need and create the dashboards that you want. So there you have it. Technique this week, getting GA4 installed for hospitality sites. Now, this week's hospitality news that you should know. So our news and show review. Topic today was, da da da, parallel conversation. <coughs> Excuse me, GA4. It's reports, audiences, and how to use the data. 
Um, kind of talked a little bit about half of our topic from the live show today, just now, on the technique discussion about creating reports. Reports go back instantaneously as soon as you create them in GA4, which is an amazing tool because as you get smarter to asking right questions, you can get to go back forensically backwards and get answers to data that you weren't asking earlier before, which is just mind-numbingly valuable. Um, however, creating of custom audiences, which as we went to in great lengths in the live show, is a very underutilized function in any scope, whether it be Facebook, whether it be Google, whether it be any platform you use for marketing. The creation of custom audiences, the implementation of them, and then the expansion of them into lookalike audiences. I regrettably, and I complain about this to any other of the uh, agencies and so forth we work with, very few of them do it. And it's such a shame. They 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 uh, they shock and awe their clients with the oh we set up your ad campaigns and, and generation of revenue from them seems so much better than what it was before they did anything that that benchmark of zero to something is much more valuable than something to better and that's what we're talking about by creating custom audiences. For those unfamiliar with it, the idea of GA four is once you want to create an audience, that one goes from that moment forward. Just like we talk about UA with goals and events. Same true for creating custom audience. It can't go back and recreate an audience based on the criteria you defined it as. Rather, once you define what an audience that you want to track, from that moment forward, it'll begin to accumulate them because then it'll accumulate the data to a, a relevant statistical relevance that you can then, then use. It's anonymized. It's not, you know, there's no PMPI in there. But uh, it's one of those ones that are from that moment forward. So you want to clarify what audiences you want. Let's give you a simple one. Anybody that came to your website, went to your booking engine, but didn't buy anything in the past 30 days. Hmm. That would be an interesting list, right? Because then you take that and go into a retargeting program that says conditionally, use this audience, which will be accumulating, and use these ads to maybe solicit them with an enhanced value and put it on a retargeting campaign, maybe through display ads or anything that it shows up with referring to a better than or different than offer than what they first touched you on, knowing that they expressed interest by going as far as your booking engine without buying something for you and didn't in the past 30 days. They're in that ZMOT of transaction that they're interested in. Keeping in mind, as we often complain about with marketing, that you don't browbeat them to goodness sakes um, with frequency that drives people crazy that everywhere they go they see your ad and even though they've seen it 15, 20, 30 times in the next 48 hours you keep driving that frequency pattern that is obnoxious don't do it five times the charm 72 hours is the charm depending upon what dates they were interested in when they went to your booking engine, which is another piece of data that you could create in that report that says, anybody that went to my booking engine the past 30 days and looked for dates more than 30 days out, I want a list. And they will create a custom audience that way. See how cool it is? Custom audiences do amazing things. And that's what we talked about in the live show. A lot of great information about creating reports, creating audiences, and how to use that data to more effectively target not just who you're going for, but understanding who you've already done business with, which comes to the reporting aspect of it. So there you have it. That was our topic for discussion on our live show today. And just for a reminder, our live show is every Friday, 1130 a.m. Eastern U.S. time. We simulcast on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. So we even get the people on the gaming council. But more importantly, we actually have it on our TV channel, the Hospitality Channel. Okay, And the Hospitality Channel is located on your Roku TV, your Apple TV, your Google TV, your Samsung TV, your, um, which one am I missing? Roku, Google, Amazon, Apple, 
uh, Amazon. I think get them all. Anyway, uh, there. It's just look for a channel. Look for a hospitality channel. It's there. The live show is always on the free side. We do have a pay gateway, which has a bunch of other hospitality industry content. It's not a public channel in the sense of. Um, like a food channel or travel channel it's it's really for the hospitality industry you learn about running restaurants you learn about operating hotels working at hotels working in the hospitality industry tools techniques trainings how to's and so forth and if you're already doing that you can join us in our hospitality marketing dot club it's a private club it doesn't teach you the basics you can go anywhere else there's a thousand people teaching basics of hospital of marketing uh, what's PPC stand for kind of stuff. We're there that if you're already doing the business, you're already doing hospitality marketing, you want to be with peers that you can ask intelligent questions, advanced questions or intermediate questions. You have We have Q&A sessions. We have live gatherings. We have It's all on a closed social platform. You actually, when you go to hospitalitymarketing.club, you, uh, there's just an email box. Put your email in. I send you a quiz. If you don't pass 90% on the quiz, uh, if you do pass 90% on the quiz, I send you an invite uh, to join the club. That's how it works. So anyways, there's that. Um, last feature I want to talk about today is a little bit of a news, quasi-news, and that is Facebook's API, which is called CAPI, C-A-P-I. Um, Facebook is trying to find a means to solve the third-party cookie problems that they have. They're already under litigation because they were driving their internal content to their internal browser, which then allowed them to continue tracking data and usage under the auspices that you gave them permission to use the platform. It's their browser so they can continue to gather data from you. There's legal dispute about that now. It's in the courts. But any which way, they're trying to find another way of solving this ability to track better the metrics that they used to have before the privacy turned into a, a thing where it was being shut off by people, which started with the iOS 14 updates on security and privatization of data. And that is to do a server-side tracking where um, and this is a not just a trend but it's a function it's a rather advanced function that says i'm going to operate my website on a server that i can control not just on a hosting service that's somebody else's server but it's on my server so all of the tracking is something i can control there's a benefit you get much more uh, granular data by the tracking being on a server side and it gives also the permission if you put a cappy in there facebook's api that you can track more accurate data for them because you are literally giving them first-party cookie permission to track on your server side. And that's what it, it is. And it's it's being used as a panacea. A lot of people say, why do we use Cappy? Because now everybody does server-side. Server-side is expensive. Server-side means that if something breaks, somebody calls you. You don't call somebody, that kind of thing. Uh, I'm over-dramatizing, but it's kind of close to that. Uh, it's a lot more responsibility. It's a lot more technical maintenance. It's a lot more functionality that you have to internalize. And flat out, so many hotels, it's hard enough to get them to do the basics of marketing, let alone them handling something like this. It's not a viable solution to them. So if your vendor's like, well, we could always try to do server-side, you know, and track Facebook metrics better, so forth and so on, or hang it over your head like Damocles' sword, that if you, didn't, if you did this, it'd be better. It's not true. It's beneficial server-side if you have the metrics and the means to do it. But that's where we wanted to throw it into the news function. There is an article link from Infotrust.com talking about uh, what exactly that means and how it works and how it's facilitated, the pros and the cons. It's in our news link of the podcast. So there you have it. Remember, you can find us on Google Play, Apple, iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora. The list goes on. Uh, 39 platforms, of course, and counting. We're even on Amazon's Alexa, Google Assistant, and Siri. Just ask to play the Hospitality Marketing Podcast and it'll start talking to you. And of course, no matter which one you may use, if you like the show, please rate us and leave us a comment. We will always respond to every comment. If you want to send me an email, you can do so at lauren at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com. I answer each and every email that comes to the live show or the podcast, of which both of those are for in Forever I Love Lucy reruns 
on the hospitalitychannel.tv website. There you can look up uh, by speaker, by topic, by t- by date, and play back whatever podcast or live show you like. If not, it's just like it's a forever running since we've been doing this now. We're in our ninth year for the live show and 17th year for the podcast. Uh, we have, you will be able to listen to us for months and never hear the same show again. That's how many shows we have. <laughs> Uh, highly recommend. You know, of course, um, if you do uh, subscribe, uh, you know, listen to us and leave a comment that helps others find us, please do that for that reason. And if this is the first time you're hearing our podcast, please smash the subscribe button and follow us on whatever platform you discovered us on. We do this every week and try to keep it relevant and timely for all the things we talk about when it comes to hospitality marketing and the tools, techniques, and news associated with it. So there you have it. Uh, don't don't forget our live show again, uh, which we simulcast on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, uh, and also on TV, which is the This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the live show. We do that every Friday, 11.30 a.m. and simulcast it again on Wednesdays, 11.30 a.m. Sydney, Australian, and 11.30 a.m. London time on Wednesdays for all of the 39-plus countries that we broadcast to. So, again, my name is Lauren Gray. Thank you for the privilege of your time, and I look forward to talking to you next week. You have been listening to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show 389 brought to you by Hospitality Digital Marketing and in support of the HSMAI, Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International, all right reserved copyright 2023. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.